Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan and uh, joined by Ski. Hello. And Mr. 100% Tip Top Mental, Brent. Tip Top indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are going to be kicking off Season 5, uh, doing uh, Episode 1, Sick and Tired, Part 1. It'll be Ski doing our regular recap today. Uh, all of our kind of most typical format, although I don't know, after last season, if we yeah. could really call anything. Uh, our normal way of doing things. But. Definitely uh, changed up quite a bit on a frequent basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they changed up the opening credits. Oh, in this one? Yeah. Yeah, I think there was some new stuff in there that I didn't remember seeing in it prior yeah. to. Um, there was um, a thing of, um, there was something with Betty White that was a little bit different. And then um, uh, Stel Getty, her title card, like she was sitting at the table smiling and stuff oh, like that. Very nice. Oh, I, did, I didn't even look because I... I was watching on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Pass forward to the oh yeah, just skip it. Oh, yeah. see, I don't. I watch the entire opening credit every single time just to get me in the mood. See, I usually do, but I don't necessarily watch it. Watch it, like I'll have it on because <laughs> I'm kind of like getting my little papers in order to make yeah. my notes, and mm-hmm. you know that just gives me that extra minute or whatever it is to yeah. you know be prepared to start taking notes or whatnot. Yeah, and, um, enjoying the episode. Well, I usually do watch it all the way through, but today I did not because I was. Kind of hurry to get, get done and get here. Right. <laughs> yeah, the leaky O ring you had to fix. That's right. <laughs> Two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ski today was running a bit behind because he was in the process of replacing not one, but two toilets in his mother-in-law's house. <laughs> she is uh, quite the pooper. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> She's a heavy hitter. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's dropping two deuces for a quattro, so... <laughs> uh, but yeah, but we still we still started are starting pretty close to on time. Um before we kick off, I don't have. We only got together two days ago in mm-hmm. our timeline. Yeah, but today that we're actually recording is January 29th. Yes, uh, which is my birthday. Uh-huh. Happy birthday, Alan! Oh, thank you. Yes. And uh, I, I say it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a listener, one of our most regular best listeners, uh, Mermaiden uh, Lisa, mm-hmm. who said that her mother shares the same birthday as me. So I was told her I was expecting to get a birthday wish from her today. Happy mm-hmm. birthday to yeah, you! She failed, failed miserably. Is she in? Is she out west? Does she have a time zone that she still has a few hours to go? I believe she's out east. Um, okay, so I, she still has a few hours. Uh, yeah, I mean, technically, it's 9.45 now, so she has a couple hours to yeah. still uh, make it in, because I believe she's probably on eastern time also. Yeah. Um, I don't know for, <laughs> for certain, because I don't go quite that far and stalking. Yeah. I, I like She was one of the people that we sent a sticker out to, yeah. which, by the way, if you want a sticker, definitely still let uh-huh. us know. We'd love to send you one. Um, and like I said, I just took down the states of the places we sent mm-hmm. them just to keep, you know, yeah. I don't know, just for fun. Track up. Yeah. And I feel like it was East Coast, yeah. um, if I remember correctly. But Your sister showed me that she's uh, emblazoned her water bottle. With yeah, one that's of right. Yeah. Um, so her, we'll have a picture of that water bottle, not Monday two days from now, but Monday nine days from now. Well, Very actually, cool. probably Monday uh, eight days ago or seven days ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, from our, <laughs> from our timeline. <laughs> Yeah, so you'll see my sister's water yeah. bottle, and you'll see um, hopefully a, a magnet as well. I, yeah, yeah, you yeah. will have seen those by the yep. time you're hearing this. Two days from us. When you say line. magnet, do you mean like a, a, On a powerful refrigerator. businessman? Yes, a, yes. Mag, a magnate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> An oil baron. <laughs> yeah. That's what we've been trying to attract is oil barons, and uh-huh. we're, we're finally making headway in that market. Exactly. <laughs> those sons of bitches are always drinking my milkshake, though. <laughs> <laughs> He brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> That's, true. <laughs> That's true. Anyways, um, but yeah, we don't have, since it's been so recently, we haven't gotten mm-hmm. any other uh, new listener interactions, but hopefully yeah. we'll have some the next time around. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but, 
So yeah, did you guys have anything else to uh, throw in before we kick off the episode? Well, just another happy birthday to you and Mermaiden's uh, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to you, to both of you, yeah. and anybody else who happens to be celebrating today. Yeah, um, or, or, or happens to be celebrating on February the, let's see, I think this is going to be dropping on the not the 14th, maybe the 21st. I think okay. February 21st is when so this So this is not our Valentine's episode? No, that would have been last week. Okay. I believe anyway. So, hey, yeah. so I did the recap for the Valentine's episode? Yeah, you did. Nice. Who do you guys think will win the Super Bowl? Who has won the Super Bowl? Who, uh, well, who will in, have won? Who's in the Super Bowl? Let's see. It, well, let's see. We've got uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are playing against the um, Cincinnati Bengals in the okay. AFC. And then you have the uh, 49ers against the Rams in the NFC. So those okay. are the four possible options. A little bit unlikely okay. matchups for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I got, a, I got an amazing birthday present today. Okay. Um, yeah, my one of my favorite birthday presents I've gotten in a long time. Uh, today, January 29th, Tom Brady announced his retirement. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> that was a really nice birthday present that he uh, threw my way. Mm-hmm. One of my nice. least, as a Colts fan, one of my least favorite all-time players because. I just yeah, don't like him because he's, he's kind of a, an a-hole from agreed. things I've heard. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but yeah. So one I, of those rich people that like, you're like, ah. Oh, that guy. That guy. That guy. I I know. You hate the rich, but... I don't hate all rich people. That's why he doesn't associate with them. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly why. Otherwise, I'd be there all the time. Right. Exactly. All these invitations to, like, you know, mansions and parties, but Uh I turn them down because of that Uh specifically. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I'm going to go someplace where I can get my mushroom caps and not have to associate with the hoi like, polloi. Mr. Bezos, <laughs> as many times as you, you know, send me your invita- invitation. Your e-bites. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just our direct line. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, call me Jeff. It's like, it's like, I don't, yeah, my name's Jeff. Yours is not. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is Jeff, spelled the wrong way with a J. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is kind of a weirdo, though. I mean, it seems to be, but if you're that rich, I think it's you... Eccentric is just, like, part of the package. Yeah, I can't imagine someone who's that super rich not being kind of a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon sh- Musk is pretty strange. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that uh, Bill Gates, you know, is uh, an oddball as well. Oh, he has so. his quirks. Mm-hmm. But at least I'll say that Bill Gates has shown more... Um, I don't know, propensity towards charity so far than the other uh, billionaires. Um, he also has a bit of self-awareness about him, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I've seen him, you know, make fun of himself. He is older, too, though, so maybe that's part of it. Maybe in 20 years, mm-hmm. Bezos and Musk will be a little more... Uh, down to earth yeah, a little bit. perhaps. Or to Mars, huh? Yeah, because yes. it's... <laughs> exactly. Branson um, taking off to space as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Would you rather go to Branson or to space? <laughs> <laughs> Our friend James would definitely choose Branson. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He goes thrice a year. It's like, guess what's not in space? Yakov Smirnoff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. But just give it time. He goes to Branson whether he wants to or not because his wife wants to. <laughs> exactly what it is. That's, I mean, to a T. I, I, I'm given to understand the kids like it. Oh, really? What? I, it seems like a small enough town, though, that they've done everything, I would think. Uh-huh. Everything yeah. is worth doing. But Maybe they're friends kid. with the locals. <laughs> it could be. Maybe. <laughs> they, I they bet might, they do know some people They might there. go to school there um, <laughs> during the week, uh, you know, two weeks a year. There. But they stay at the exact same place every year, right? I don't know. Branson has a lot of resorts, and with RCI, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would imagine they've at least sampled, sampled a few of them. Gotcha. Uh, so. I would hope so. 
Yeah, but probably on first name basis with the hostess at Shonies. Oh, sure. Oh, well, trust me. In French Lick, they definitely know. <laughs> they, they, you know, know like the their fucking pin numbers for their uh, credit cards. Got the <laughs> no, no, we city. got this one, sir. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Thompson, you know your money's no good here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but you got a standing credit. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a Shining reference? Say what? Like a Shining reference. Oh, do they have that line? I've, yeah. I've seen the Shining. But... Yeah. You should have just said yes, and Brent would have been impressed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Torpedoed myself there. <laughs> Isn't your daughter a huge fan of the sh- of Shining? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's her all-time what favorite movie. What part of the movie was that? Uh, when he goes to the bar. Um, oh, the bar. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he's talking to Delbert. Uh, the ghost bartender. You I wrote the Bart. I have two. <laughs> <laughs> Many times. Anyways, uh, so Ski, are you ready to to take away the recap? Whatever you got. Oh, how, did how you want to talk about the, uh, the finger puppets? <laughs> oh yeah, Ski Ski brought some pretty sweet looking finger puppets. Uh, <laughs> sweet yet terrifying. Um, they're called uh, styled finger poppers or pu- oh puppets. Did I say puppets? Yeah, so styled styled I like finger poppers, puppets. Though. <laughs> I'm of the Golden Girls. Y'all have to place a, put a picture of that online too. That is an unusual uh, Golden Girls. Piece of like collectible or whatever. The uh, B. Arthur looks like George Washington and Dragon. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, <laughs> it totally does. Yeah, the likeness yeah, leaves a little to be desired. But uh, yeah, the Blanche looks like a character from uh, Tiny Toons. Yeah, yeah, I thought that mm-hmm. too. Actually, hello, nurse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the uh, yeah, like the Betty White looks like she'd be in some sort of like Davy and Goliath claymation <laughs> special. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I can't think of a zinger for the Sophia. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, we'll definitely have to post this because this is, a, like I said, it's a really unusual um, piece of uh-huh. memorabilia. It's the definition of stylized. <laughs> yeah. I got it for Christmas for my brother-in-law, and he made the funny joke today that you know we get to use them and uh, finger every every girl. <laughs> yeah, very nice. See, I think I, I knew that joke was out there, but. I think Brent and I were both walking around that one. Yeah, no, I threw it out there. I'm not too scared. You guys, you guys terrified? Uh, we're not he's scared. Terrified of fingering the old ladies? He's just throwing it out there once again as to why he doesn't associate with the 1%. <laughs> or is it the other way around? So, anyways, but yeah, we'll definitely have to post a picture of that. Along with many other pictures that we still owe you guys. Yeah, we got a backlog. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely would love to post some pictures of people with their Golden Girl stickers, um, uh-huh. or Sophia's Choice stickers, exactly. I say specifically. Yeah, especially if you used it to tag a cap cop car. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ballsy. That's... Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about it if we got a call or a you know message from <laughs> I don't know like the Georgia PD or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> that they'd had a what do rash you guys know of... about this? <laughs> we hear you guys have been promoting this. Can you imagine if, like, Banksy started using our shit in his artwork <laughs> as he tags other, you know, buildings with a little sticker of ours right in the middle? <laughs> I would assume that our listenership would skyrocket. Oh, I would think so, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think that we would deserve the cred, but no, still, no. <laughs> I would take the bump. There you go. Nonetheless. <laughs> so, anyways, but, all right, Ski, why don't you go and take it away? All right. We are on season five now, episode mm-hmm. one. Again, the episode title is Sick and Tired, part one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, was actually, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt right off the bat, but this is a two-parter <laughs> that actually took place over two separate weeks. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is unusual for their two-parters. I don't know if they've ever had one that actually spanned two separate weeks. I'm not sure if they have either. And this is an interesting case where they finished the last season with a two-parter mm-hmm. and started the next season with a two-parter. Yeah. So. 
Uh, and it was, a, I think it's the first two-parter where it's like all original content in I both parts. Right. Yeah. Well, what, Sophia's Wedding, though, that was a two-parter. That I that think, is true. Yeah, you're right. So. There were no flashbacks in that. Well, there was flashbacks, I think, when they were younger, but it right. was original content. But uh, this one was original air date on September 23rd, 1989. This one was written by Susan Harris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, the creator. Mm-hmm. And directed by uh, Terry Hughes. Strange. You wouldn't think it would be him. Yeah, not to step <laughs> on it too much, but from what I understand, the uh, the impetus for her writing this was her battles with restless leg syndrome. And she had the yeah. jiggle legs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, but it may be true. <laughs> but if it's true, Ooh. it's completely coincidental. Write <laughs> <laughs> what you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we open the kitchen. We see Rose and Sophia uh, preparing some food. Uh, Blanche comes in quite excited and uh, wants to share something with them. Uh, she starts by telling that her nickname back in the in the day used to be Peacock from her mother uh, because, you know, the peacocks are so beautiful. Right. And then there's a slight argument as to whether uh, they really are pretty or not. Uh, Rose disagrees. She says <laughs> she likes chickens better. Or they, they're mean to chickens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Blanche tries to get back on track and says that her mother would tell her that she was, you know, destined for greatness beyond simply being breathtakingly beautiful. Right. Sophia says that her mother lied uh, so that she graduated from high school. <laughs> yeah, I like, I think it was in that little opening speech of her saying that her destiny was to be more than every man's passion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blanche claims that uh, she's going to become a novelist, uh, following the, the tradition of great <laughs> Southern novelists. Not that she can think of any offhand. Right. <laughs> she kind of draws a blank. So, Brent, name three great Southern novelists. Uh, Flannery O'Connor. Um, Mark Twain. That's what I come up with yeah. first. And then the third one, I would go with the person that I'm going to list next. <laughs> they have the moniker of um, Louis Grizzard. Okay. I was getting real disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess that I, you know, said to list three southern, uh, you know, rockabilly bands. It probably would have been an even quicker. Uh, <laughs> oh, it could be like Ronnie Hawkins and the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Is that enough. a real band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love me some Ronnie Hawkins. <laughs> How do you feel about the Hawks, though? Oh, I love the Hawks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. They don't drag Ronnie down. No, no, no. I'm hoping that they're so, based in uh, Atlanta. No. Um, uh, so, so like Ronnie Hawkins, uh, you know, Southern. He's from Arkansas, um, rockabilly guy. And then the Hawks were his backing band. Mm. And kind of like Huey Lewis in the News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there were various Hawks through the years. Um, but the main Hawks, like the best backing band he had, later became just the band. You know, mm. and so my all-time favorite movie, The Last Waltz, you know, is their farewell oh, okay. concert and everything. Mm. So, Very nice. So they started off, like, so it was Ronnie Hawkins and the Hawks, and then, like, the Hawks went on, like, just sort of split off, and they became LeVon and the Hawk, Hawks. Mm, okay. And then, then they started backing Dylan. And then, like, so after they stopped backing Dylan, like, Dylan needed a new backing band, and so he went back and he stole Ronnie Hawkins' next band. Wow. Poaching <laughs> 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 away. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we they, can go with what works. Exactly. <laughs> I'm assuming even Bob Dylan, though, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine whoever he wants. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, if you get a choice between Mac and Ronnie Hawkins, you know, God rest his soul, or Bob Dylan. Yeah, I had to ask if Ronnie Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Dynamo, that was Ronnie Hawkins' nickname. Oh, that's a cool nickname. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, you know, she says, you know, she lied to her so she, just so she graduated high school about her greatness. Uh, but, yeah, she says she's going to be a great Southern novelist. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, can I interject something here? Always. Yeah. Um, you mentioned. That's the premise of this. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something earlier. Um, you know, like um, Marvel used to have, Marvel Comics used to have, like, you could write in, like, oh, letters sure. and uh -huh. like, yeah. advice column and everything. And they had one they were showing earlier, or just was going viral or whatever. I don't know if things still go viral. But anywho, <laughs> um, it was like one of their romance titles or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, teen girls would write in, and, you know, like with their problems or whatever. And like Suzanne, uh, who probably some middle aged dude or whatever, yes. um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would answer or whatever. And like this girl wrote in and she was like, uh, you know, basically, long story short, she's 19, her teacher's 23, ah. and he keeps oh, asking no. her out, and she said that she's not sure, you know, if it'd be appropriate or not, and, you know, this <laughs> quote, Suzanne, unquote's like, well, if you like them, then it's appropriate, <laughs> if you don't, then it's not, and I don't know, I just think that even by the Moors in 1963, that seems a little... <laughs> yeah, that, that, that seems prime for me, too, is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see if Marvel gets me too to yeah. because of that that horrendous advice. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I guess it depends too. Like, I feel like I need more. I need more information yeah. before I can give that recommendation. Yeah. Well, she was a nineteen-year-old senior, and he was a twenty-three-year-old teacher. Oh, then I'd say no. Uh, <laughs> I think if she was a nineteen-year-old freshman and he was a twenty-three-year-old teacher's aide or something uh, okay. like that in college, then I'd be like, sure, yeah, go no, this for is it. High school. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd still be like, nah. Yeah. Crossing that, that line. Age right? doesn't enter into it when it's a teacher student. Yeah. Unless it's Professor Cooper, <laughs> in which case all rules are off. <laughs> Every rule's made to be broken, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Breaking rules and hearts. <laughs> the Professor Cooper story. <laughs> you should write some fan fiction of Professor Cooper's life. <laughs> I would. I think that would be an entire episode for us. I would, I would sit here and listen intently. The unauthorized biography of Professor <laughs> Eldridge Cooper. <laughs> you, you write. You write like a you know short little story, uh -huh. and I'll I'll put a preface or a <laughs> <laughs> an afterword for you. Exactly. Very nice. Steve's preface and afterwards are both way more words than my actual. <laughs> hey, you, your story is like two pages. Mine's exactly. like five. Yeah. I cover 82 years of his life in like six <laughs> paragraphs. <laughs> I believe what the author is trying to say. Right. <laughs> um, well, you guys can maybe look forward to that sometime in the future, but um, I'm not going to ho foist that upon you just yet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I do like the fact that I just gave him the first name of Eldridge. Yeah. <laughs> now getting back to it, though. Right, so <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> Not technically. I mean, this is on our time, right? Would you, would you like me to continue? I, I think Brent was more alluding to not continuing, not yeah, exactly. continuing to not continue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some MVPs and some best lines. And <laughs> what the people came for. You can jump ahead if you like. Just going to leave them in the dark, though. Mm -hmm, that's fine. 
<laughs> you can go continue. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So she says she's going to be great, and then reads a short passage from a romance novel she's got with her, uh, and tells the girls that yeah, she can beat that any day. Talks uh-huh. about passion and uh-huh. sweatiness and the heat. Right. Uh-huh. And Rose then asks, you know, where people's loins are, yeah. and that she didn't really know humans had them, uh, citing. Loin of pork, my yeah. favorite line. Yet again. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That that whole that whole mm-hmm. part for Rose was was a great one. Yeah. Had you written it down? What yeah, I did. I just wrote, wrote down Rose's parts of it. Go for it. Because there was some That's little interjections, part. but yeah. yeah, she said, "Your loins have been on fire. Where exactly are your loins? I didn't even know people had loins. <laughs> I've heard of a loin of pork." Yep. And then Sophia chimes in with. In her case, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, it, it was a really great, especially because Loin of Pork is just such a <laughs> great, weird thing that they continue yeah, yeah. in this series. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> joke was just the, for me. Right. <laughs> I kind of wonder if it's the vernacular from that time. Or... I don't know. I have a feeling. I mean, there's... I'll, we were I'd all like, alive in the 89. I'd yeah. like to think it's just an old Harris family thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like maybe. she's the only person who's ever called it that. <laughs> right. And yeah. she just assumes everybody did. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, before, besides uh, this, I'd never heard it called Loin of Pork. Pork loin. Yeah. It's a pork loin. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And so Dorothy enters the kitchen, and uh, Blanche wants to share her plans with her as well. Like, do you think it's also like loin of turkey? She gets a turkey loin? I, I guess. I guess anything that has a loin, it's loin of whatever that, that thing is that you purchased. <laughs> loin of not miles. <laughs> right. <laughs> Say loin of miles. <laughs> not miles. <laughs> yeah, here uh, in a couple seasons. The, yeah, who's this miles of which you speak? <laughs> Traveler from the future. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she wants to tell Dorothy all about her uh, plans to be a writer. But Dorothy responds that she's probably too tired to listen. Mm-hmm. Tells the girls that uh, she locked up in class and couldn't even speak that mm-hmm. day. She was too exhausted. She says that the kids wouldn't likely have paid attention anyway because they're huffing white out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that uh, she had uh, excused them early, saying that uh, or stating that she can't uh, kick this flu she's had for months, which right. has only been getting worse. I think later she says it's been five months, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what she ends up telling the doctor. Time. Rose points out that it may not be the flu, as it, you know, that the flus don't usually last that long. Uh, Blanche says that she should go back to the doctor, but then we then find out that she's actually been to two different doctors in the hopes that one of them could help determine what's going on, but both have told her that she's fine. Right. Uh, Blanche then concludes that, well, you must be fine, and asks again if she can share her ideas with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going right back to her own issues. Rose then insists that she's not fine. Blanche clarifies that she doesn't look fine, but she is fine, and that she looks like hell. Yeah. Always the friend. Blanche then goes off on a creative tangent saying that uh, in her novel, her heroine will also be tragically sick. Yeah. <laughs> saved by a doctor with the hands of a peasant and the soul of a poet. Why would you want the hands of a peasant? I don't know. Like it's usually rough, rough and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want nice soft hands, hands of a baby's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've got the hands, you know, of a man who's never had manual labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, I, I you know, I'm not uh, averse to manual labor. Yeah. But it's been, you know, 20 years at least since I did <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> did yeah. it for a living, yeah, um, to, yeah. to earn a living. So, yeah, my hands are nice and smooth. So you can be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get some poetry in there, Alan. That's mm. all you need. Mm-hmm. I got to kick in like uh, the first Oceans movie, um, the Oceans 11, where Bernie Mac's going on about how he moisturizes his hands and uh, yeah. <laughs> everything like that. He's got the biggest kick out of that. Bernie Mac's hilarious. I'm yeah. Too bad he's gone. Yeah. I rewatched those recently. Like I watched. They hold up pretty good? Yeah, yeah. They, they always do. 
I think the kids are always talking about something being a vibe, mm. and those movies are definitely a vibe, if I understand the definition. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever watch, oh, what's the show, um, uh, what, what We Do in the Shadows? Yeah, or, I was telling you to watch that okay. years ago. Okay, well, I've, I'm completely up to date. Yeah. Like, I've watched uh-huh. all of it, and yeah, I love, have you seen it, Ski? At your house. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You watched uh, just one episode, though, I think, maybe uh, one or two. There's just a really great, just goofy part where, you know, they have a neighbor who is a huge fan of Ocean's 12. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's not Ocean's 11, yeah, but Ocean's 12, uh-huh. that's where it's at. Exactly. <laughs> it has all this memorabilia of Ocean's exactly. 12. The whole basement done up <laughs> in yeah. Ocean's 12. I, um, so I rewatched all five of them. It was so good. But yeah, Ocean's 12, it's solid. It's solid. My favorite bit in Ocean's 12 is like the uh, like funky dancing to the mm-hmm. lasers. I don't know why, it just cracks me up every time. Funny, Funny story about that one. For our, for me and Nicole's wedding, we were supposed mm-hmm. to have like our entrance music uh-huh. for like our, our wedding party uh-huh. was supposed to be like a funky song from Ocean's Twelve, right? Okay. Only they got completely wrong. Uh-huh. Like, and we even asked them like repeatedly, so you know what song we're talking about, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we we've, we've definitely got that on our you know our list. Mm-hmm. So okay, cool, thank right, you. Did you give them the title or just say funky song from Ocean's Twelve or? I can't even remember, honestly. It's been so long ago. <laughs> but we did our darndest to make sure they knew what we were talking about. You know what I mean? Okay, like, even hummed a few bars. <laughs> I don't remember. But they had to, they had to, like, they knew what was going on. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, continue. But by the bottom line, yeah, they just got totally wrong uh-huh. and inserted a song that I don't know if they just picked it out of the hat. Uh huh. Just like, well, this seems funky enough. <laughs> Like, we wanted the Ocean's 12 soundtrack, not Jock Jans Volume 2. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, Everybody knows Volume 3 is where it's really at, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where the deep this? cuts are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Volume 2 is so bougie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. You know, that would be a fun thing to have a whole bunch of Jock Jams 3 memorabilia in your room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And just completely defend it, like, yeah. oh no, one and two were trash. Uh, we talked it wasn't until three that was yeah, good, like, and after that, steep uh-huh. drop off. Yeah, hipster BS. <laughs> three is the only one that's really worth yeah. listening to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> the so they're I'm blanking on his name. Their neighbor, um, it's not Kyle or Chad or it's something like that. Um, but anyways, um, they give him the brain scramblies, mm-hmm. and I still say brain scramblies. Oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah, you should definitely watch the rest of the series. It's on Hulu, uh-huh. so I, you know, luckily, as long as you still have that installed at the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I know it's everybody's favorite episode, but just the Jackie Daytona episode. Oh yeah, that <laughs> is really good. good. Sounds funny. It is. It is funny. Good stuff. It's a good name, if nothing else. Jackie I, Daytona. Yeah. It is. It's <laughs> such a great name. Oh, there's a great part too. He lives I, in Tucson, Arizona. Arizona. I uh. I sent actually this, uh, I took a little screenshot, I guess, or whatever. I recorded it on the TV with my phone and mm-hmm. sent it to Ski because um, there's a part where Nadia uh-huh. is complaining about Jeff, you uh-huh. know, the <laughs> the new version of her lover uh-huh. that keeps yeah, being yeah, yeah. reincarnated. Uh-huh. And she's like, Jeff, Jeff, what? Jeff doesn't even sound like anything. He's like, Jeff. Well, I think she calls him Jesk too. <laughs> like yeah. it's not even Jeff. Like most times she calls him something yeah. slightly different. But yeah, anyways, great. Maybe maybe our next series will be on. <laughs> Thanks for doing the shadows. Have you seen the original movie? No, I haven't. But I really like to. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I didn't realize it was based on a movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Uh, there's a movie, and then same cast and stuff, or no. all retooled. Although the characters within the movie show up in like the season one finale, okay, guest stars or whatever. Oh, cool. So, and then we started to watch the uh, the other show, the Wellington Paranormal, mm-hmm. which is a little bit closer to the movie because I mean, obviously, it's in New Zealand or whatever. Oh, okay, um, but it just wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those things like it was funny and I could see people enjoying it and everything like that, but it was just I don't know. Yeah. It's not as good. So, Fair enough. So, yeah. Hands of a peasant. <laughs> yeah. Soul of a poet. And she tells him to write all this down as she thinks it's uh, lightning in a bottle she's throwing out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they, uh, they then tell Dorothy that she needs to go see a specialist and that she should just go back to her uh, first doctor and get a referral. Mm-hmm. Again, Blanche compares Dorothy to uh, her protagonist that she's going to write about saying that uh, she too keeps getting sicker but of course, she doesn't look like you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a romance novel, not science fiction. All right. Again, exactly. a nice dig on her appearance. Mm, yeah. I like Blanche writing like a Misery Chastain type yeah. novel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blanche exits, and Dorothy tells Rose to remind her to kick, her, get the, kick the crap out of her when she's feeling better. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we change scenes. We see uh, Dorothy in the doctor's <laughs> examination room, <laughs> yeah. uh, clutching her gown closed. Uh-huh. The doctor enters and mistakenly thinks that she's a lady named Lorraine. Uh-huh. When he asks if she's sure that's not her, uh-huh. Dorothy tells him to hand over her purse and she'll check her driver's license. And that was a pretty good line. Uh-huh. We, he apologizes for keeping her waiting as he's had uh, something very important to attend to. A famous person. <laughs> the rich probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, One percenters <laughs> taking all our doctor appointments. <laughs> Uh, he claims that he can't tell her who it is, you know, in keeping with ethics rules. Mm-hmm. However, he then proceeded to uh, keep dropping clues, mm-hmm. uh, all but admitting that it was maybe the king of Saudi Arabia, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Yeah. He just didn't seem like a good enough doctor to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And why would the king of another country be seen as just a rando doctor uh-huh. here in the States? Exactly. So. <laughs> maybe he's really highly esteemed. I don't yeah, know. I, I guess, but... Um, I don't know, it seems like you had gone to see his mentor, if anything, who also is a piece of shit, but go on. Uh, Dorothy couldn't care less about this, though, and uh, presses the doctor to simply explain her, her test results, and uh, also maybe how to keep the gown closed. Mm-hmm. He tells her, though, that the answer to both of those is quite easy. She can take off the gown, get dressed, go home, and live her life. Uh, he claims that after running, quote, every test known to man, which, you know, that's bullcrap. Right. Uh, that they can't find anything wrong with her, and she's likely just fine. So she's as healthy as she is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> she, she reminds them, though, that... Uh, For Stan, that might be quite healthy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she reminds them that she's always before been a pretty healthy person, but now she uh, can't shake this bevy of symptoms, including sore throat, fever, <laughs> and uh, a lot of exhaustion. Right. Mm-hmm. He agrees that, you know, yeah, she's told him all that before, but he still acts dismissive about it. <laughs> she then back, belts back, well, maybe it bears repeating, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor asks her how about uh, about her personal life and her dating life and says that, you know, she doesn't see how that applies. But he explains that uh, people who are lonely and unhappy are frequently uh, known to develop uh, many of the same symptoms that she has been describing. She reiterates the seriousness of her condition, seriousness of her condition and begins to break down uh, as it's so upsetting to even describe it to him. Starts crying almost. Right. Uh, he tells her quite plainly that uh, he doesn't think she's sick, but she does think she's sick, and suggests that she travel to New York to see a neurologist that he had studied with 
explain how brilliant he is. He claims if anything is wrong, he will figure it out. Right. Sophia enters the room just then and explains, uh, we, she states that she'd been waiting for two hours, which definitely is a long time to be waiting to see a doctor for the short amount of time she's seen him now. Right. And uh, thought that she must have died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she then turns to the doctor and asks you know, him to explain what's wrong with her daughter. He again claims that uh, she has nothing going on and is in, quote, tip-top shape. Uh, she asks why she feels so bad then, and the doctor basically says that it's psychosomatic all in her head. Mm-hmm. Sophia strained, uh, has a strained uh, effort to support her daughter, tells him that Dorothy may not be young anymore, uh, but her mind is in excellent health. Mm-hmm. Now we change scene again. We see Sophia you know, coming out onto the lanai at the house where Rose is currently cooking and Dorothy is sitting in uh, reading. Sophia comments that they're having uh, ribs and exclaims, why don't you just kick the dentures out of my mouth? Yeah, I think that was actually my favorite line of the That's episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was the delivery of it, too. It was perfect. Um. Rose looks off into the distance and comments that uh, they never had a barbecue in St. Olaf after the tragedy. <laughs> uh, Dorothy looks up with an annoyed face. She says, I guess we have to ask. Sophia snaps back, no, we don't. <laughs> Dorothy continues uh, that Rose will find a way to work it in the conversation anyway. And so then she asks Rose... Uh, you know, what happened after the tragedy? She says she can't talk about it, but it involved cooking elk or barbecuing elk, rather. Right. Uh, a fire and someone losing his balance. Yeah. So not good. Uh, they agree to leave it at that, <laughs> and that's just where it cuts off to that. I don't know. I feel like that one person dying in a barbecue. I mean, that's you know the implication of it. I don't feel like that should uh, doom an entire town and never have another barbecue. Barbecue is excellent. Yeah. So. Exactly. And elk sounds interesting to eat. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. Good. Have you had elk? Yeah. Good. Have you? Uh, Bubs. They have an elk burger. Oh, do they? It's really good. I have not tried very many exotic meats. Um, I've had bison before. Have you? Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a a restaurant up on the north side, me and Nicole went to (laughs) the bison burgers. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was it Ted's or? I think so. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. I've had their bison burger. It's good. It was good. What's Um, the most exotic meat you've ever eaten? Oh, possum. Possum? Yeah. Um, Did you intentionally say opossum? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was an unintentional joke. I was in high school. This would have been junior year. And me and um, uh, three friends were driving to Florida for spring break. And we got turned around in Georgia. Okay. And this was, you know, this was <laughs> ninety. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, like it's 93. And so... One of the guys, his mom was a member of AAA, okay? okay? So he'd called AAA in advance of our trip, and, like, the lady... No, like, the lady, like, literally read the directions to how to get from our house or our starting point down to where we were staying, and he mm-hmm. jotted them down. But, you know, we got turned around at some point or whatever, and like, well, let's just stop and get something to eat, and, you know, we'll call AAA again and find out how do we get there, you yeah. know? And so anyways, we stopped in this place in Georgia, and they had a possum omelet. Hmm. And I'm like, well, you see that on the menu, you know you, <laughs> you got to try, try it. Right? Exactly, because who knows when we'll have the opportunity again. It, it was greasy, but it was good. Hmm. What about you, Ski? Have you ever had any particularly exotic? I mean, it's bison. I don't know. The, the bison's probably it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me. We, go ahead. Uh, I'll just go with them. I was going to say, I don't know if, if you consider meat, seafood to be meat or not, mm-hmm. but um, I guess probably the most exotic thing I've had is octopus, Okay, um, yeah. which I didn't care for it. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess I had quail brain soup one time. Okay, yeah. Um, so, so I had I, gator. 
gator. Yeah, yeah. I would say that, in Florida. I consider yeah. that more exotic than bison. I had that in Chicago. Now, good. did you like it? I did. I did. It was a buffalo, buffalo style, like buffalo sauce on the sure, gator. Yeah. Um, it was alligator on a stick, hmm. and it was like um, on a big like barbecue smoker type it's, thing. It's, it's really uh, good. I had it. Uh, we went to a place called Gator World mm-hmm. or okay, Gatorland yeah. or something. Uh-huh. I forget. It's in Florida. It's actually kind of famous. Hell of a retirement party for the gator. Yes. <laughs> they got you know hundreds of gators yeah. there. It's so one of them dies. It's no big deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, exactly. they're going to die. Circle of life. Send them to the snack bar. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, we got like some gator, like uh, some like fried ones uh-huh. and then some grilled ones. Uh-huh. The fried ones tasted like swamp water a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I've never drank swamp water. But yeah, 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 sure. But what you what would you imagine. Could, yeah, you know. yeah. But the grilled ones tasted really good. It's just mm-hmm. it's tougher meat because mm-hmm. okay. it's, mm-hmm. it's such a muscular animal. Right. Yeah. I had mine was that taste of Chicago. It was really good. I had I was in Florida for work one time, and we went to some fancy seafood restaurant, and there were people who like ordered you know octopus and stuff like that. But I ordered some like mustard. Like it wasn't a mustard fish, but it was a fish like in the description there. It said like mustard crusted or whatever. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, I like that. And so they, like, serve it to me, and it was, like, the solid fish, like, the entire thing. And it was, like, standing upright on the plate, but they, like, sort of folded it into, like, a little crescent-shaped thing so it would stand up. And it still had, like, the eyeballs and everything. Oh. And, like, you, yeah, like, it was good and everything, but, like, everybody that I was with were so impressed that I got something authentic. And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, well, I lucked out because I saw the word mustard, and I was like, well, that's for me. <laughs> I was getting way too many kudos. <laughs> um, but back to your bison, like uh, me and an ex, we were in Florida, and her sister was a health nut. And she's like, we're having bison for dinner. And it's really it, mean, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And um, and I was all excited because this was before I'd had it at Ted's, like the burger or whatever, but I assumed that's what she was going to do, like bison burgers or mm-hmm. something like that. But no, man, she got like fucking like nine dollar a pound bison or whatever, and she opens up her can of sloppy Joe mix and <laughs> Oh no, yeah. <laughs> it just seemed like a waste. <laughs> Maybe she's great. part of the one percent too. She's like, Oh, this is nothing. Yeah. We're doing Wagyu beef or yeah. you know, exactly. our steak and eggs tomorrow. Most expensive man which I've ever had. <laughs> I didn't pay for any of it, but right. still. <laughs> Say the most overpriced man, which you ever have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, but Sloppy Joe is pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, so yeah, they decide to leave it at that point uh, after the uh, kind of cut short story there that Rose Rose un, as unusual as it is did not want to proceed with. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just then, Blanche comes out of the lanai, upset, and tells the girls how horrible it feels to have writer's block. Sophia pipes in that. You should try going uh, without a bowel movement for 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> Blanche continues that, you know, you just sit there for hours doing nothing. And again, Sophia, you know, with her own example, concurs. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. Time, time, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think that was my favorite line of the episode. Yeah, that whole uh, scene, as funny. far as the funny lines, was maybe the best scene of the episode for the funny parts. Yeah, mm-hmm. back and forth. Uh, so we find out, though, that Blanche has actually written nothing at this point. And Dorothy tells her that you need to have written something in order to even be blocked. Otherwise, everyone has it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Blanche basically asks if she could accompany Dorothy then to uh, New York in hopes that the culture and the sites will get her creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy replies that it's really just for two days and she's going to go see the doctor, doctor and she's already disguised, <clears throat> decided to take Rose because, you know, she's comforting. 
hearing this, Blanche is a little bit offended, insinuating that you know she's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sophia reminds her that she was getting a pedicure when her husband was dying. Right. Blanche tells him what she had to, because uh, you know if she didn't, she re- ran the risk of not having her feet looking the best for open-toed shoe season. It's mm-hmm. a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick, everyone. Um, at the end of the day, I'm sure Blanche definitely has the better bedside manner. But as far as like you know, her husband <laughs> in a coma and everything, I thought he died in a car crash in the middle of the night. <laughs> I couldn't remember if we talked about it in an episode yeah, before or not. I guess maybe he lingered for a few days yeah, in a coma. Be, that'd yeah. be the only. I mean, that would be the way to bridge the gap between yeah. the two stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she does say that you know he was in a coma and she didn't know he was going to die right at that moment. Yeah. Uh, she later says that uh, she's quite good with sick people mm-hmm. and that she used to be a candy stripper. Mm-hmm. Dorothy looks at her real cynically and tells her that's Candy Striper. And then, you know, she Blanche begs to go on the trip, but Dorothy simply replies that, you know, when she feels bad, Rose always helps her feel better. Blanche uh, says Rose visiting New York is a bit of a waste. But Rose comments how uh, Dorothy is going to be all cured, and she's going to go see the big potato. Yeah, that was uh, a dumb joke. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dorothy defends her stance, saying that she said Rose was comforting, not smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we change the scene. Uh, Dorothy is discussing her condition uh, with a specialist now in an office setting, mm-hmm. and he's uh, being quite abrupt with her, stating that all after all the tests that have been run by multiple doctors at this point, everything's come back negative. Yeah. Uh, he points out that her main complaint is feeling tired, points out that she was you know, perfectly able to walk up to his office, but many of his other patients can't walk and sometimes even have trouble breathing. Uh, he asks her if she's considered uh, seeing a psychiatrist, and she immediately whips out two letters that she's had from two different uh, psychiatrists claiming that uh, her condition is physical, not mental. That she's mm-hmm. in good shape otherwise. For a second, I thought you were going to say she whipped out two letters. F-U. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, yeah. But uh, he then immediately backpedals saying that, you know, psychiatry isn't real science anyway. But, you know, what is he going to do? Send her to a shaman? Yeah. He believes that uh, her symptoms are simply a matter or a result of her advancing age and that she should probably take a vacation or change her hair color. Uh, he even tells her that his wife went blonde, and she's a new woman. Right. Uh, Dorothy turns back as she's leaving, looks at the doctor with a very unsatisfied expression, kind of nods, and then exits. Uh, now we see Rose back in the hotel room calling the front desk. She asks for a new uh, room service menu, as hers must have you know, all these errors, uh, citing that it was $6 for a small glass of tomato juice. Right. Uh, her face kind of drops, though, when she was, I'm assuming, told uh, that the exorbitant prices are correct. Uh, she quickly gets off the phone, though, when Dorothy enters the room. She asks, of course, what the doctor had told her, and Dorothy explains that uh, he also, like all the other people she's talked to, told her she's fine and nothing's wrong with her. Rose shares her upset frustration, you know, receiving no new information. Dorothy insists that Rose talk about her day, though, and uh, all the things that she saw. Rose tells her that uh, New York is interesting and has a lot to see, but she can't understand how people would live there because everything is so tall, crowded, and noisy. Right. She continues that uh, Saint o- all of Saint Olaf would, <coughs> excuse me, all of Saint Olaf could likely fit inside of Bloomingdale's. Mm-hmm. Bloomingdale's is a big ass store. I'll, I've never been. Uh, I've been in there one time. Um, I've been to New York several times, but only in Bloomingdale's once, mm-hmm. and I was because I needed a. Um, what did I need? Oh, I forgot to pack underwear. <laughs> we went there and I forgot <laughs> to pack underwear, so I had to go buy some underwear. What fancy drawers do you wear? <laughs> well, Bloomingdale's is kind of, you know, just department a yeah, it's just department store. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they certainly have high-end stuff, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the 
pack of underwear I bought was more expensive than what I'd get at my local Target. But <laughs> <laughs> Got to go to Kmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. But yeah, that store is, I mean, it's many stories tall. You know, it, it's like that kind of classic thing of like mm -hmm. fourth floor lingerie, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, whatever, like. So so much of so many things. Um, <laughs> like you're like, well, I'm here for lingerie, so <laughs> yeah. this is my stop. <laughs> right. I didn't bother to find out what the other stores were so, or the other exactly. floors. But yeah, it is a. I could see a small town fitting inside of that store. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. After visiting the Empire State Building, then also she kind of marveled at how King Kong could have survived the fall, even yeah. being so big. Mm -hmm. uh, she looks back and sees Dorothy crying, and then goes over to comfort her, explaining that. You know, she cried when she saw the movie, too. Mm -hmm. uh, and now every time she sees it again, it's sad. oblivious to uh, <laughs> what's going on, uh, she continues and tells her that, you know, it was a fake gorilla. Finally, Dorothy stops her, though, and explains that, you know, if everyone is saying she's crazy, maybe she really is. Mm -hmm. Dorothy tells her, no, you're not crazy. And I've seen how tired you get when you are walking around and stuff. And she points out that... Uh, even though doctors think they know everything, they don't. Right. And then cites, you know, Dr. Seuss was a doctor. Mm -hmm. I don't know why she had to dig in Dr. Seuss. Well, yeah, what has Dr. Seuss said that wasn't accurate? <laughs> <laughs> Change scene again. Now we're in the kitchen. Rose and Blanche are preparing, uh, it looks like salad. Mm -hmm. Blanche is telling her how, you know, she plans to finish her book that night. And doesn't care if she even sleeps at all. And uh, it's kind of like giving birth. Once you start, you just can't stop. <laughs> but uh, Rose disagrees. And tells her that uh, about a lady named Ingrid Thurman, who uh, stopped right in the middle of giving birth to twins Hans and Franz, mm -hmm. which I thought wasn't their uh, SNL skit, mm -hmm. Hans and Franz. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to pump you up. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> and she says that after Hans, she just stopped, and Franz stayed in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, long enough that they were a year apart in school. <laughs> Now, they could have just been on the cutoff line. Maybe Hans, like, yeah. like maybe it was like July 1st is when you yeah. had to be. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, Blansky was a very concerned look after hearing this and claims that that's not possible. Uh, Rose simply responds that it isn't impossible. Uh, right then, though, Sophia enters and Rose asks how Dorothy is doing. Uh, clearly upset, she tells him that uh, she's tired and depressed, but doing her best to hide it. They both reassure her that Dorothy is going to be okay, uh, that she's tough. Rose does a poor job trying to back up her position, though, telling a story about a man with a mysterious disease uh, that apparently passed away, and the story only gets worse, but ultimately describes a man who was uh, buried alive, uh, though his wife tried to warn uh, the people at the funeral, and it turned out that he didn't die from the mysterious disease, mm. but then from suffocation in a coffin. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good story. It was a good story because it kept going and going. Yeah. Like, you get to one part of it, because, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like the guy... You know, he ended up dying in the coffin, um, and it was something about, like, tax evasion. Yes, yeah, and they then didn't pay the, taxes from 78 to 86 or something. Right, and then the partner ends up killing himself, and they're like, well, we got an open grave anyway, so they <laughs> toss the partner in. Um, and it was, Double burial. Right. The story itself wasn't super funny, but the fact that it just kept going and going, like, uh -huh. that increased the, the humor of it as uh -huh. it continued. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, exacerbated by the story. Uh, mm -hmm. Rose, or uh, Blanche kind of looks at her crazy and just says her obligatory, shut up, Rose. Yeah. Uh, Sophia says aloud that uh, the worst, oh, Sophia, you know, says aloud that the worst thing that could happen is to lose a child, right? Mm -hmm. It probably is true, if you love your kids at least. If, if you don't like it. <laughs> I suppose if you're indifferent. <laughs> the, um, so my wife and I were having dinner um, 
earlier this evening, and we were talking about this episode. And at, at some point in the conversation, she she said, "Yeah, I just can't imagine anything that would be worse than a child outliving their parent." <laughs> <laughs> and then she sort of caught me it backwards. She or? did, yeah, she did. She <laughs> caught me sort of giving her a look, and she's like, "Wait." Nope, switch that. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty great. Yeah. I, I, like I want to watch all my children die. <laughs> exactly. I, I told them on the day they were born, I will dance on your grave. Now <laughs> keep your word. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if you're a very, very pro-choice person, <laughs> then that's where, oh, no. <laughs> that's where the issue comes in. Feel free to cut that for me when you're editing. Oh, to cut your entire part there or just my part? Just that your bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll think on it. Ba- okay. Baby graves. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so. Leaving the space. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, 28 seconds of silence or whatever. So both of the uh, girls again try to reassure that she's not going to lose Dorothy. Uh, Blanche claims that, you know, she can feel it that she's going to be all right, you mm-hmm. know. And being the writer, her perceptions are keener. Right. And this time, Rose chimes in and she says, "Knock it off." Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose starts over, kind of pointing out that uh, they've all seen their husbands die, except for Blanche apparently, who's getting that pedicure. Yeah. Uh, and they know what dying looks like, basically. Mm-hmm. And Sophia trumps uh, their perspective though and says, "You know, I've seen more death than any of you guys because I'm older." And uh, over the past few months. We've all witnessed Dorothy waste away due to this illness. And uh, with an increasingly shaky voice, she talks about how all the diseases kind of start out without a name or uh, including the Black Plague. You know, it didn't uh, have a true description until thousands of people already already died from it. Right. She uh, ends by saying, you know, Dorothy could be dying and they just don't know it. Mm -hmm. And then Rose and Blanche kind of exchange uh, distressed glances and we see to be Mm -hmm. continued. Mm -hmm. Nice, you know, dramatic moment there for Estelle Getty. Yeah, yeah. That, that I thought so too, yeah. That was one of the most dramatic moments, I feel like, of the entire series mm-hmm, so exactly. far. Maybe maybe the number one. Exactly. It is odd, though, that, like, she's more, I guess because it's her daughter or right. whatever, but she's obviously distraught, you know, that, you know, Dorothy's dying. You know, meanwhile, the little boy at the hospital with the AIDS, <laughs> she's like, well, you'll beat it. <laughs> well, she gave him that little punch on the chin. That's true. Uh, or that weird, yeah. like, what was it? it was kind of like a, a pinch with her two knuckles. Exactly. She was taking his nose. Yeah. But she was a little off to the right. Exactly. She's like, you won't be needing this She's anymore. Older. I mean, her glasses were on, but yeah. not, they don't fix everything. Right. So we only had a couple of guest actors in that one. Uh, Dr. Bud, played yeah. by Michael McGuire. Um, this was his first of two Golden Girls, but, you know, he'll have his second one here real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Within the season. Yeah. Uh, 89 titles to his name, but really nothing that you would probably know him from. Yeah. Um, at least something that I recognized mm-hmm. him. And then, of course, uh, Dr. Stevens, played by uh, yeah. Jeffrey Tambor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a couple titles, uh, mm-hmm. 334 to be exact. Mm-hmm. Um, you might know him as George Bluth, yeah. uh, George Bluth Sr. to be yeah, exact yeah, yeah. from Arrested <laughs> Development. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Maura Pfefferman uh, from Transparent. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, Hank Kingsley from the Larry Sanders yeah. show. All. Yay. But I think there's another Hank he's probably more well-known as, uh, Hank Hibbler from his one episode of Dinosaurs. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, Hank. Yeah, but of course, uh, Jeffrey Tambor is one of the biggest uh, guest actors they've had. And <laughs> and that was one, too, where at the time, like, granted, you know, Burt Reynolds, huge guest actor. Yeah. But that's kind of more along the lines of, like, the, um, 
oh, uh, the George Clooney type appearance where, yeah, yeah he was, you know, had done plenty of acting to that point, but yeah. he wasn't a huge star. Yeah. Whereas, you know, now, of course, he's mm-hmm. an enormous star, you know, multiple yeah. years later, yeah. Yeah, awards body and whatnot. Of work is so. exponentially mm-hmm. improved. Yeah. Um, but uh, and he played a he played a dick very well in yeah. that <laughs> episode. Um, was he in one of the Men in Black movies? Yeah, yeah I think Men in Black. Uh, can't remember. Somebody in one of these two episodes was in a Men in Black. Was in Men in Black Three. Um, okay, it's possible it was him, but it yeah. might have been someone else. I can't remember gotcha. for sure. He was a little bit nice at the end, though. He's like, you know what? Oh, I'll send you this guy. Up. I think he was in the Hellboys. Yeah, he was in Hellboy Three. Yeah. That's right, that's uh, right. or two, I should yeah. say. Uh, three isn't out yet. Uh, but yeah, so. Those are our only two guest actors for this one. We get a slew of them next episode. But mm-hmm. um, so, Ski, who got your MVP for this one? I gave it to Rose. Uh, I thought you know, true to form, and as Dorothy mm-hmm. described, she was you know real comforting to her friend on a trip that was probably pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on what you guys were saying, Sophia was a really close runner-up for me because mm-hmm. uh, I thought she had the funniest exchange in the show. And then she had that very emotional performance at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I kind of ended up. I, I went with Sophia, but it, again, it was a tough choice between the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. So Rose would have been was a very close second place. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think the the fact that it was like a genuine dramatic moment at the end, um, along with the fact that my favorite lines of the episode were hers, mm-hmm. uh, had me lean towards Sophia. Um, yeah. Who breaks the tie for you, Brent? Or oh, someone I, else. I couldn't disagree with you two more. Oh, is it? Um, it was definitely Sophia. Oh, okay. For it. Um, you know, for the dramatic moment. How are you end. disagreeing with me? I said you Sophia. Sophia. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, well, no. I guess I disagree with the fact that you were given praise to Rose. Oh, okay. Um, I think that, <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil, you know, next week's episode, you know, but I thought the other three Goldens, all three gave, like, career best performances. You know, I think that, like, you got the drama from Estelle Getty in this episode, Next episode, you get some drama from Dorothy, and then also just, you know, Rue McClanahan, just most comedic performance, mm. you know, and I thought Rose was just the weak link in both episodes. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, so, so two Sophias and one Rose, but uh, I, I mean, I would have, like I said, I was on the fence, so I'm surprised that you were so so thoroughly off the fence. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so anti-Rose. I, I was disagreeing with the fact that it was even close <laughs> in your eye. <laughs> well, so how many slices did this one get for you, Ski? I gave it six. I thought it was you know, a little bit less comedy than normal, mm-hmm. but the lines that were funny were pretty funny. And then uh, solid performances from all the girls, I thought. Yeah. How about you, Brent? Like six and a half. Six and a half? Yeah. I thought there were some really funny moments. Um, anything with a King Kong reference gets an extra half star. Mm. You know? <laughs> but I think it's a nice, realistic premise. Yeah. I thought I, the supporting cast even was pretty good. There's not too many people. Well, there's only the two. I mean, yeah, I think Jeffrey Tambor's character was good, the Dr. Bud. I mean, I guess he fit the need for it well. Um, but yeah, I went with the six also. I, th- I thought it was a good one. I, I guess I don't give it the half star bump. But maybe mm-hmm. I don't have the uh, King Kong affinity that you do. <laughs> that was the last movie I saw before the pandemic lockdown. Oh really? Yeah. The original. The, the, or? First, the original pandemic lockdown. Yes. Wait, well you haven't seen no. the movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah. uh, back in uh, January 2020 or whatever. You were planning. He was planning to go see Kong versus Godzilla, but then the pandemic uh-huh. hit. And you know, I have not <laughs> seen any of those four recent MonsterVerse. Movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Like um, I've seen the original, you know, Thirty Three King Kong, maybe close to two dozen times. Oh wow! Um, but and I, I want to see those four new ones, but just haven't got around to it. I like, think... and I, I, I like own all four of them. Oh, really? <laughs> like, why? Exactly. Yeah. 
I have a several movies like that where, like, I haven't watched the John Wick movies, but I own them. I do, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> same thing. And they're, like, on my little pile of things, like, well, this is next in the list. Yeah. And then something keeps going in front of it. Oh, fucking Disney Plus and Netflix uh-huh. and Hulu and all yeah. that. It's like... <laughs> First then, world problems, for sure. Oh, yeah, certainly. And, of course, you know, listening to uh, Sophia's Choice, you know, that takes yeah, up a bit of time. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, well, at least for one of us at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, a solid episode. Looking forward to uh, diving into part two next week. Um, Mm -hmm. But until then, stay golden, Coco. Happy birthday, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.